It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. And hello everybody, welcome along, Late Tea Time podcast number four for the Open Championship and it's building up into what could be a very good one tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk about the outrights first, I'll put the uh, the latest prices, um, the latest prices about 20 minutes ago, they may have changed a little bit on the uh, bottom of the uh, screen there. But uh, we've seen some uh, pretty excellent scoring today, John Rahm's gone very, very low, but broken the course record. Um, we've also seen uh, Matt's brother, Alex um, go low as well. And he's got himself on the leaderboard as well. Cameron Young's had a very good day. Victor has had a very good day. Come on, Victor Hovland. Um, and um, Brian Harmon, although he's not burnt the course up, has had a very solid day and has maintained his lead. The, probably the disappointment at the top end, DT, Tommy Fleet would look very flat at the end of his round because he couldn't quite get it moving, could he? <laughs> yeah, he just, um, it seemed to be, you were just watching a replay of every hole. It, He'd give himself, whatever, 10, 15, 20 feet. And he always thought, this isn't going in. And it was just like, repeat, repeat, repeat. It's a bit similar to Rory McIlroy's round. I think with those two, perhaps because we see them more often, more than anyone, when, they, when they're when they sort of not sparkling, it's, you just know that's kind of it for the day. Mm. So at no point over any of their putts over the, about the last 10 holes did I think that was going in, uh, which is a bit of a shame. And yeah, I think Rory's probably too far back now. And Tommy Fleet was left himself an awful lot to do. I mean, t- Tommy Fleet would, if you'd given him this position, maybe at the start of the week, he probably would have taken it because he's in very good shape. It's just that he's he's got to five under on day one and not been able to get, almost move off that mark. He's got to six under, back to four under, but he's kind of seems to be stuck around about five under, and that's not really taking him anywhere near. And um, Brian Harmon is it? And Rory, I don't know if you saw him. Um, at the end of play today, but he basically swerved the press, went straight to the putting green and looked really angry. He's just really frustrated. Yeah, uh, quite a lot of comments that he dodged the press. But yeah, his obviously priority was to 
saw the putt. Oh, even, even when Sky showed him on the putting green, he was missing putts and sort of mm-hmm. going a bit mad with himself. Uh, yeah. So maybe spent another half an hour to an hour and got it sorted. But um, yeah, frustrating day for him. I think he's too far back. I suppose with Tommy Fleetwood, he, he does have this habit of throwing in a bad round and then a really low one. And I guess you could say that he's avoided the bad round. He's just had sort of steady sort of flat rounds, which might not be, you know, too destructive. So if he can throw in something like a Ram did, you never know. But I think everyone needs help from Brian Harmon. I mean, the, the thing today was, after, what, a couple of holes, the gap was three. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood had cut that gap to three, and he thought, this is only going to get um, yeah. even closer. And then just Harmon steadied the ship and then went away. And I know you've, you've just said to me before we come on, you don't think he wins, do you? I don't. I don't know. I, I, I just I saw his interview after the um, after the round today, and he looks a, a lovely bloke and was talking sense. I just think I, I don't know whether he's equipped to actually get across the line, and that course can bite you. Um, even if he gets to the seventeenth, eighteenth, I'm not going to say he's going to do a John Van der Velde, but you know you can have uh, uh, an upset on those uh, last two holes. I just think if somebody puts him under pressure tomorrow, that uh, the wind's supposed to be up as well. Um, which actually might help Brian Armand because he hits it quite low. But I, I just think if, um, yeah, the, there are a couple of big names now breathing down, well, not breathing down his neck, some distance behind him. Um, but John Rahm will certainly be on his radar because he's had such a good day today and everybody knows he's a major winner and can do it again. He's got more than enough of the game to do that. Um, even Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, there's a few, Jason Day, there's a few big names on that leaderboard who he knows if he messes up, and I saw, um, I can't remember who it was now on the coverage, saying he's going to go to bed tonight. His head's going to hit that pillow. He's probably going to get a load of good luck messages and a load of um, uh, telephone calls. He's going to go to bed, though, and maybe not sleep very well and think about, yeah, unless he's very clever, he's going to think about how he can mess up rather than how he can seize it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, of all those names, I, I think it would just been a sort of standard leaderboard where you've got a few... Good players who haven't won a major, like Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, maybe Jason Day, who has won a major about a while ago. He would yeah. have thought, well, you know what, I'll probably take these. The thing, I think the one that will get in his head is John Rahm. Yeah, absolutely. The thing, oh my God, that he's just shot 63. And Rahm isn't the sort of bloke who then shoots 75 afterwards. No. Rahm can just keep the pedal down. And yeah, I think if, if there's, I, I kind of think Harmon might have enough but if I'm going to take him on it would be with John Rahm I think I um I was really hoping Sepp Stracker was going to hold his put on the 18th today because you put John Rahm and Sepp Stracker side by side basically Sepp Stracker is John Rahm but with no facial hair <laughs> they're identical it's like guess who it's like one's got a beard one hasn't not had that one before <laughs> but well you watch them tomorrow you look at Sepp Stracker in the face yeah. and look at John Rahm in the face they're, they're the same person um, but with facial hair I think Brian um, Harmon and Ri- Brian Harmon and Ricky Ponting are, are yeah. more doppelgangers I don't know if you saw it early on today but Ricky Ponting and Mark Butcher were um, hitting balls with the um, Sky Gang and um, Ricky Ponting used to play off one but now plays off yeah, two yeah. Mark Butcher's got a decent enough swing on him got, cricketers play golf they play a lot of golf they, they they like golf better than they like cricket most of them um, but uh, yeah they both uh, went there before they went to the Old Trafford and probably wish they'd stayed at the Open because there wasn't much play at Old Trafford it has to be said mm-hmm. um, so I mean, if I was to say to you here's a five of DT who were you going to back if Brian Harmon is going to 
combust, it would be John Rahm, would it? Yeah, it's one of those ones. I'm not going to, I'm not going to oppose Hart. I don't. I think Harman will get it done. But if you're giving me a free five or a tenner, hmm. anywhere you like, and it's got to be a win bet, I'd put it on Rahm. Yeah. I, I'm tempted myself to have a little bit of a nibble on um, Victor each way at 20s. I've already got him on my um, on my bet slip, but I might have a little bit more on him because I think he's playing nicely. And um, Jason Day as well. I think he looks um, as if he... I mean, he's had that win recently. We spoke about that in the preview. But he looks like he's got his game sorted. So they're the two that maybe, not maybe win it, but could come through and certainly get into the top three come the end of tomorrow. So they might be my picks going through. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In terms of uh, the final round, um, we had the two balls. Well, actually, let's talk about the yesterday's. Did we have any success with yesterday's bet? Nah. <laughs> All right, move on. In terms of um, the final round, then, you've got some well, more two I, balls up your sleeve. Yeah, I'll give a bit of detail. Um, Matthew Southgate won his two ball, but then Harmon beat Fleetwood. I think that was a bit against the head. I don't think many people saw that. And Minwoo Leith chucked in a bad round. Um, and then Tom Kim wasn't injured. He looked fine to me. Uh, he so played well, actually, didn't he? Alexander Bjork sort of did enough to take advantage of an injured player, but uh, Tom Kim played too well. So, yeah, well, um, forget so the, one, the one success wasn't even money shouts. If you did, did play them separately, yeah. And, uh, well, hopefully, you uh, you well. If you only chose one, hopefully it was the Matthew Southgate one. Yeah. Um, in terms of the final round, then DT, uh, who strikes you fancy going into uh, um, Sunday's play? Yeah, well, we'll give it we'll give it another go. There was I can't remember which major it was. We landed a sixteen to one um, on the final day, wasn't it? Uh, which round? Which tournament was that? Um, was it? Uh, it wasn't the Masters because you were with me for the yeah. Masters. So PGA, USPGA, been, might have been the USPGA, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go for something similar. So uh, let's work our way through these. So I'm going to start off by uh, backing Matthew Jordan to beat Nikolai Hoygaard. So Matthew Jordan, the local uh, lad, he's had an amazing week. It's all uh, been a bit of a fairy tale for him. He's he's really high on the leaderboard. It's gone really well. And he, he closed brilliantly. He's a bit flat for some of today, but then he, he played his last five holes in four under. So, you know, there's just sort of magic happening around him. And I think I can see him, I don't know, holding a bunker shot at the last or eagling yeah. or something amazing tomorrow to cap off a great week. Nikolai uh, Hoy- Walking Hoy- down Hoy- the 18th with everybody just yeah. giving him an absolute rapturous reception here. Yeah, and there's something special. And then Hoy- Nikolai Hoygaard, Hoy- he made a really fast start today, but then he he let it slip. He was four under at one point on his round, finished two under on his round. So I just thought Jordan's the underdog um, at 11 to 10. But I think Jordan, with all that kind of crowd pulling and for him and the local knowledge, and Hoygaard maybe just slip in. Mm. So Jordan's worth a bet. So that's leg one. Leg two is Ricky Fowler to beat uh, Min Woo Lee. Yeah, Fowler came good today. He shot a sixty-seven, bogey-free sixty-seven, so that was impressive. Um, I think he's never quite got over the eight 
um, at the 18th hole in round one where he, did he get a couple out of bounds, I think. Mm. Um, so it's not going to be his week. And maybe that was in his head a bit yesterday. But today he sort of got to work, um, realised that you know, it's still important. He can still get a good finish here and um, and played nicely to get a 67. And Lee admitted afterwards, he just said, I didn't have my best uh, stuff. I had a look at the leaderboard, actually. Minwoo Lee was the only player in the top 40 on the leaderboard not to shoot and not to shoot uh, so to shoot over par yeah uh, so he you know he didn't have his best stuff. so Fowler at four to five I thought was fair given yeah um, all the good play Fowler's done this year and his record in, in uh, the Open the one that bumps it up and the one that's a, a bit risky is Corey Connors to beat Tyrrell Hatton uh, Connors is quite a big underdog here at seven to five but if you, if you, I mean, I liked him at the start of the week. I, I backed him for the top twenty, and uh, that looked a bit ropey for a while. But it's he's now quite close to that. I think he's twenty fifth or something like that. But he's got better every round: 73, 71, 68. So it looks like he's working Hoy Lake out, and I think the course does suit him. Hatton was interviewed afterwards uh, today, and he he did okay today. But he said his swing didn't feel right, even in Scotland, and that's carried over a bit. He's quite pl- pleased with how he's um, s- scored. Yeah. If it's windy and he swings a bit off. I mean, he, he did fall away in Scotland last week when he was in a really nice position because I don't think the trust was there in his swing. So it gets a little bit windy tomorrow. I just think Hatton's game isn't quite right, where Connors just seems to be in a nice groove. So Connors at 7-5 to five, I thought was a fair price. I like Corey Connors and... Um... Yeah, yeah I, it's steady Eddie, isn't it? I think. I mean, if you were to basically put them in a match anywhere else in the in the world, I'd probably say Corey Connors is the one. So, you know, on the PGA Tour, I'd probably back Connors over Tyrrell Hatton. And if he's working the course out, why not? Yeah, I don't really see why he's such a big underdog there. There's, if you look at some matchups, they're really close. But Connors is clearly an underdog. But yeah, based on how he's progressed his week, I don't think he should be. And then. I think that gets us to about eight to one, but the final one, I'm going to, going to go for the sub, the big game out on the course. I mean, t- to be fair, Harmon and Cameron Young, <laughs> the last group, isn't exactly the most exciting two ball I've ever seen. Um, but Ram, John Rahm and Victor Hovland is, so that should be a cracker. But you've got to go with John Rahm, I think. Sorry, Victor. Sorry, James. Rahm's just shot 63, lowest ever round in an open at Hoy Lake. He said afterwards, that's the best round I've ever played on a Lynx golf course ever. Um, and as I say, I don't think he backs off. He's just someone, he's like a beast, isn't he? That kind of a bull on the charge. I don't think he will, you know, he won't mind going for it and shooting 75. He'll just go for it tomorrow. I think that makes him dangerous. I can't endorse this, Dave. I can't endorse this. <laughs> well, once he's got ahead of steam, he's so hard to stop. I mean, Victor, I'm not saying Victor's not going to play well, but. I just think Ram, if he's on it, is just a beast. And he's five to six to win that two ball. Hovland kind of said today he didn't really have his best stuff. And someone in the interview said, oh, like Jack Nicholas said, you know, that's the key, isn't it? Playing well when you've not got your best stuff. So he's done well. And I think he might, you know, maybe even finish in the top five. But I just think Ram at his best is going to pick off uh, Victor Hovland tomorrow. So definitely John Ram. So, so that. F- that Acker pays just about 16 to 1 with uh, Bet365. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, I'm just looking through the uh, our, our list. I've got it all on one page, our, our tips for this week. Uh, and we go into the final round. Tommy Fleetwood may be feeling a bit flat now, but we've still got him on our betting slip, 28 to 1 to finish in the top seven. Every chance he can do that, I think, tomorrow. Um, Colin's disappeared, but uh, Victor Hovland, and um, we had him 20 to 1, eight places. And then we went yep. back in again at 20 to 1, for maybe, I think, maybe a couple of places less. So he's still very much in contention for a, a top eight finish, which is, uh, he's currently in situ for that as well. Jordan Spieth, we took 18 to one, five places. He's two under. Needs a good round tomorrow, but he's not out of it, is he? And he's more than capable um, with the pressure off, maybe just trying to get something going. If it happens for him, he could uh, shoot up that leaderboard. So we've got a few um, on our betting slip from the week that, that are still very much in contention going into round four. And then if we add your uh, 16 to 1 fourfold there, then um, everything to look forward to tomorrow, I think. Yeah, it could still be a big week um, for us. Um, I don't know. I mean, it will be. Sorry, Brian Harmon, but it will be underwhelming if he wins. He's he's just not got that pizzazz about him. He's just sort of a steady golfer. Um, Sometimes we expect more sort of Hollywood stories in, in majors. So mm. I think it'd be a bit flat if if he wins. But what do you say if he if he wins, he deserves it, doesn't he? But I would personally like to see John Rahm having a real run at him. Maybe Hovland having a run at him. Just seeing we want some drama, don't we? We we it, yeah. what, what would be perfect tomorrow is if in the first five holes, um, Harmon drops two or three shots, and a couple of people behind him pick up a couple, and all of a sudden it's game on for the uh, the final yeah. round, which is possible, isn't it? It's possible, yeah. But on. on Going the other way, if he makes a couple of early birdies, he might suddenly be seven clear, and then you know he did got look a little bit nervous at the start today, though he got that, that wobble at the start. Yeah. yeah, he got himself sorted out, and it's that steady eddy quality that you uh, consider boring, which kind of maybe steadied the ship for him. He's going to re- be relying on that um, boring quality tomorrow, isn't he? To uh, just hit it straight and to get it to get it to in in play, but you wonder. The magnitude, open championship final round, if the wheels do start to loosen, they can loosen quite quickly, can't they? If, if you suddenly start to uh, doubt yourself and you can see somebody as big as John Rahm or even Victor Hovland or any, well, any of the ones that we've mentioned coming up in your, in your rear view mirror, that can cause strange things to happen to a person. Yeah, I mean, we're, and we're talking about Brian Harmon, who people might think, oh, well, he probably wins a bit. Brian Harmon hasn't won since 2017. That's a lot of not winning. That's six years of not winning. Well, they showed um, a graphic on the screen that he's gone into the final round three times um, with a lead, and he's only won one of those. It was admittedly a one-shot lead each time. It wasn't a five-shot lead. But one of those was the US Open, where he admitted on that interview that I was talking about that he let the occasion get to him. Now, if he does that tomorrow, then... It is game on, isn't it? Yeah, it's just that feeling. That it's just that he hasn't got that kind of recall to think I've got a recent win under my, my belt. I can't lean on that. Even 
surprise uh, major winners or open winners. Say someone like Todd Hamilton uh, when he when he won earlier that season. Why Why Yang, who famously took down Tiger Woods in the 2009 US PGA, he'd won earlier that season. Um, yeah. It counts for an awful, awful lot. Darren Clark had won earlier that season, even though we thought it came out of thin air because uh, he was, you know, getting. Knocking on a bit at what forty two or forty three, whatever he was, yeah. forty one. Um, but Brian Harmon's got nothing in his memory bank to to think. Oh, I can lean on that because it's two thousand seventeen since he won. I mean, he's only he's only ever won twice. What, was he thirty six years old? Yeah, he's had a he's had a really good career, but this is just different gravy, isn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I might have just been misreading his interview, and he he, he looked absolutely fine. I could just I could I imagine whether I was wanting to see it, but I could just imagine something, some doubt in his eyes. I just felt it coming through the screen. So, and I, I hope if he wins, and good luck to him. I hope if he wins, though, he's he has to win. He's forced to win by somebody um, coming up and breathing down his neck. If he ends up being a ten shot leader, then it kind of. We don't want that in a major, do we? We want some. We want it to be a little bit of drama coming down the final stretch. You don't. You don't want him six clear and then sort of just bogey in the last three holes and winning by three, and it's all about the. Um, but anyway, so, good luck to Brian Harmon. Um, hopefully, yes. uh, yeah, go go for it. Go for it. He seems a nice fella. Um, but some um, good luck as well to John Rahm, Victor Hovland, everybody else just behind him. Got put him under pressure tomorrow. Let's get some drama um, at Hoy Lake on the final round. Did you go today? No, I'm setting off early tomorrow. Right. Okay. So uh, you will be there tomorrow. Just um, I don't know. D- trip him up or something. Get get something going, DT. I couldn't do that. Honourable <laughs> man. I can't influence <laughs> influence a major championship. No, I'll. I'll um, I think Ram is the one that that could make this really interesting. Just every time Brian Harmon's on the on the just starting his downswing. Just shout out late tea time podcast. Don't be awful. Don't be one of those Muppets who's shouting. Did you hear them shouting oh, today? They're just going for the most stupid thing to say, aren't they? What did you I heard, Did you hear beans on toast? Beans on toast. One? What else was there? I can't think it off the top of my head, but there was some really stupid... It's basically like three words in a row, isn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, just shouting out at the top of their voice just to see who can get the most stupid thing on the telly, basically. On the, t- on the telly box, yeah. yeah. Because they've, heard, they've watched the, the US coverage and heard mashed potato... Yeah, oh, this will be a laugh, won't it? But the problem is that they seem to be getting closer and closer to the swing. So mm. if one goes off at the wrong time. That's this is what I want. Off, you know? This is what I want for the late tea time podcast. Eighteenth tee, Brian Harmon's leading by two. He's just about to start his downswing, and just from the gallery comes out late tea time podcast. It's going to be perfect advertising for us. It'd be a disaster for us. We shall be forever tainted with ruin in the <laughs> open. I know you're thinking all you're thinking all publicity is good publicity. Not on my watch. Yeah, well, I'll be shouting it in my living room anyway. Okay. I'll tell you, you now. You'll be in the comfort of your living room, but I won't be. <laughs> um, anyway, um, thank you, DT, for your uh, sterling efforts over the last few days. Enjoy the golf tomorrow. Thank you. And um, good luck to Tony Fleetwood. Good luck to Victor Hovland. Good luck to Jordan Spieth. And good luck to anybody that can bring down Brian Harmon or at least make it dramatic. And uh, if you want to follow Dave's fourfold going into that final round, Matthew Jordan to beat Nikolai Hoggard, 11 to 10. Ricky Fowler to beat Minwoo Lee, he's four to five. Corey Connors to beat Tyrrell Hatton, he's seven to five. And uh, then we've got John Rahm to beat Victor Hovland. <laughs> How dare you? Um, and uh, that all together gets a fourfold of 16 to one. But come on, Victor. I'm going to play that uh, fourfold, but without the last leg. I'm gonna play okay. I'm gonna play old Victor to beat John. Oh right. 
Controversial. You could play the treble. The treble's about eight to one without that last leg. It'd be like that. being unfaithful to Victor, wouldn't it? If I if I if I bet against against him, can't Possibly, do that. Yeah. Can't do that. Anyway, good luck with your bets out there, everybody. Um, hopefully, you've had a good week already, and uh, tomorrow will make it even better as well. And um, this has been a sports broadcast media production. Please always gamble responsibly. Well, good luck with all of your bets. Yes, the tie is on offer. Somebody did put John Rahm, by the way. Uh, John Rahm is, I think, the highest of the uh, entries um, on the leaderboard right now. So if you've got John Rahm on your, uh, I was going to say betting slip, on your tie entry, uh, then you are at the moment in pole position. But obviously, I mean, it's a thing of beauty. You need it. And uh, it's a good luck to anybody that put their entries in to uh, get DT's tie um, he's desperate to get rid of it. So um, we um, we will uh, wish you well with that. And obviously we'll stick that on Twitter. Whoever wins that, we'll put it on Twitter. And uh, um, if you can DM us with your details, if you should win, then we'll make sure that you get that tie and uh, you can wear it with pride around your village, town or city. Everybody, thank you for watching. We've been with you every single day ahead of each round. May the best man win as they go into the final round at Hoylake. Um, gamble responsibly and we'll see you again, well, probably on Wednesday for another golf tournament. That's what we do on here. It's the Late Tea Time Podcast. Make sure you tune in again. Cheers, everybody. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.